This week on Zen and Not Zen, Pro Time Edition. And I, and I also feel like uh, w- big aha moments happen when I'm in those places rather than when I'm in the higher places. So when I'm feeling high and great and it's just like, oh, yeah, life's great. You know, great. I see these little things start to happen and oh, this is wonderful. Life's but a like, Steve I'm not... Winwood song. And that <laughs> yeah. <is> that. <laughs> Fuck. I wish I could live that yeah, all the time. Yeah, I'm a Steve Winwood song. If you were going to see his dick, that would have been the movie. Yeah, a thousand percent. I'm shocked we did. I feel like if it was shot in 2022, it would have been. You would have like, like, had Reynolds, to show his dick. And it yeah. would have been. You yeah. like, had to show his dick. Couldn't, like. No way around it. I heard the the new Thor movie when uh because uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet but they, they have a, no I'm uh, waiting for Disney Plus to watch it uh, to they have stream a full it. ass shot of Thor and, uh, and God so bless apparently uh, Chris so that still stirs, stirs still stirs the Kool Aid <laughs> yeah a lesbian woman to I do love I do love ass. that man Chris Hemsworth he's got a soft spot in my well, heart he's a straight dude I can look at that. he's a good looking guy but it's like I don't want to see his ass. <laughs> I, I wouldn't th- I, that wouldn't be if I saw it I'd be happy about it but I'm not in it for his ass you wouldn't if that watch makes it sense. you wouldn't watch it like you'd watch a movie for a <laughs> yeah scene. like waiting for like that scene but if I saw it I'd be like oh that was a nice little gift don't forget your cables <laughs> <laughs> no I fucking love Chris but Hunter. so in uh, in that movie uh, apparently they were gonna cut it out that scene but Chris had done so much work on his ass. <laughs> He's to, like, you motherfucker, you put my like, ass in there. But, but so I, I think it was one of his assistants went to him, went to the director and was like, can you put it, can you, can we do this? Because he really put a he lot of time into this. He spent six months really, like, into clenching. It works, it looks. <laughs> oh, like how Kevin Bacon so, got yeah, himself yeah, hard. Exactly. <laughs> Kevin Bacon what? Don't you you've seen that Kevin Bacon showed his dick in wild things? Yeah. There was like, if just wild for a split things. second. I'm sorry, did you just say wild, wild things with a question mark? I don't know if I've seen that. What? Oh, thank you, Kinsey. I, I'm glad you knew this ke- semi-knowledge of The reason of why Bacon I know this shoving it up. is because it up. I have seen wild things a thousand times oh, yeah, because as, as a lesbian, that's as all we lesbian, had. yeah, that's fantastic. That's all we had was Nev Campbell and Denise Richards. That apparently wild ruined, it. Wild that ruined yeah, her yeah, yeah, fucking career, it. and I don't understand why. I, I just don't remember Kevin... Uh, Kevin Bacon being it, in because Wild the Wild. other parts of it totally overshadowed it. Like that was like Ryan Felipe and shit like that. No, Joe no, uh, Murray Dillon. was in it. Matt, Matt Dillon, Dillon uh, okay. Denise Richards, Ryan Felipe. Nev Campbell. Wait, what was the Ryan Felipe in that? Is that Palmetto? No, that was a '90s movie. That was a. Uh, it was a very quick shower scene okay. at the right. like Cruel towards the end. Cruel Intentions. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, there was kind of there was a butt scene for sure in that. Yeah, that was and a, that was another lesbian staple because it was all we had. But um, <laughs> no, you had bound. You had bound. Oh my fuck! The fact that you bring that up, dude. Bound? That was oh, yeah. okay. So that's that a Gen yeah, X. Yeah. Oh yo, bound is bound is like well now bound it's gotta be bound is a Gen X wild things. Even even now more because, so because Mandy that is Mandy's wild well, things. That's also a Wachowski brother movie as sisters well. now sisters yes. now yeah yeah. But yeah, yeah so yeah. that's got a I couple levels I have not levels. seen it up until a couple years ago where Mandy because we were talking about yeah, our lesbian infamous, staples infamous titty movie Je- Jennifer Tilly <laughs> what the fuck should I call it fuck? that should I just call it really? that oh my god yeah, Gina Gershon Gina and Jennifer, Gershon Tilly and Jennifer Tilly, Tilly do like lesbian shit in that entire movie for it like is, two hours it blows wild things out of the water yeah way better oh, a thousand right. percent but that that's a very that's a Gen X one because I had not even heard of it what year did that come out 95. Yeah. Really? 90s? Mid 90s? I wouldn't have sure. known about Let's that. Double check that. Yeah, I'm a little well, disappointed. Was it I'm a little disappointed in yeah, you. Yeah, right? No, I'm disappointed like, myself. You, I figured I, I, I knew you all of that. It's a 90s year here. Yeah, right? Fucking bound. Well, it was like not a. <laughs> I feel like Wild Things. It had got like a David a Lynch vibe, cra- too. Yes, it did. Very much so. It, it was a little more. Um, I don't even think I actually have seen that movie. I've B seen, movie, I guess. I've just seen all the the, the important stuff. Ninety six. Ninety six. All right, shit. Yeah, bound, bro. All right, I'm gonna put that on my list. I do you? Yeah. I mean, no, d- no does you he... do for sure. I guess I, I mean, have to watch it just to see how you watch it. This is. Oh well, I mean, if we're gonna show you the cover of it, if we're gonna rattle off just like mandatory nudity movies, like, you might as well watch Gia then. Oh, thought, yeah. If you have another great Gia, lesbian another movie. Great, well, did you know that Elizabeth Mitchell? I don't uh, know. Elizabeth Mitchell was Gia's girlfriend I, in the movie. I don't know who that is, but I know who Gia is. The blonde. The blonde one. Yeah, yeah. 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 That poor thing. That's all anybody knows her from. Um, yeah. So that's the cover of Bound. If you just like, you know what you're getting into. I, I've actually recognized that. But she lives. Uh, I feel like she lives on Bainbridge or some shit. Like she's a Seattle 
she's a Seattle really? gal. Yeah. I can go get I, her. I love. Sign, to get her to sign my Laserdisc she, copy of Gia. I hadn't seen her in years. And then um, she popped up again on this Netflix show called First Kill, which is a lesbian vampire show. But the lesbian part of it is not like, it's not like, oh, they're not allowed to be together because they're lesbians. They're not allowed to be together because one of them's a vampire hunter and the other one is a vampire. The lesbian was just like, it's just normal. And Elizabeth Mitchell's in that one too. And I was like, God damn it, girl. Thank you for coming back for the lesbian culture. I appreciate it. (laughs) Speaking of this, speaking of this, uh, so the the lady's been watching uh, Xena and Lucy Lawless. Lucy Lawless is like the fucking lesbian you know buddha as it were she is <laughs> yeah the ma- the mask lesbian buddha for sure. now, now now that being said the amount of sexual tickets i've seen by proxy enough of this uh xena because it's on in my place enough yeah yep. her her main female counterpart gabrielle, gabrielle it's like they have like just cutscenes where they're just staring into each other's eyes yes. longingly. Yes. And they do not bang no. for like eight seasons. No. They don't bang. They don't do anything. <laughs> they couldn't because and then to they're like, Are you gonna let us bang? Because finally we've just been we've been teasing teasing these people for eight seasons that yeah. they had to give it to us. But it was in the nineties. I felt like they were going to never do it. So I was just grateful they did. That's fucking hilarious. Zena. Fucking Xena. I uh, I never really got into Xena. I watched it just because it's it was something bad. that sometimes the only thing that was on. It was it's a very bad. CW worthy oh, show. Oh, CW. Okay, yeah. Right. Reruns were always like. Yeah, I, I feel, feel like the, Hercules, the fucking frogs Zena. like, tune in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michigan J. I love Michigan J. That guy was awesome. Fucking, those are some of my favorite cartoons. Yeah, the CGI in Xena has not stood the test of time. No. <laughs> what was that movie oh outlander when uh sean connery played the spaniard i never saw it. highlander <laughs> yeah highlander highlander, highlander. highlander. never yeah. saw it but that's the same fucking vibe right yeah, isn't totally. that like mystical mythical swords and shit like yeah. that creatures Great. of yore hey, you know oh, good, yeah. good concept pharaohs you know? nims and other creatures of yore but one of my favorite <laughs> things is like it's i mean it's a cheesy campy movie yeah you know but sean yeah, connery plays one. a spaniard but does nothing about his accent. No, because he's a Stays hard dick. with that fucking Sean Connery accent. <laughs> he does that in all that shit. But he plays Every a Spaniard. Movie. I'm like, well, what the fuck, what was fuck, it? Did he play, did he play, uh, did he play an Italian guy in the Untouchables? Like, as a Scotsman or some <laughs> yes. shit? Like, like, wasn't he in a couple mob movies? Well, I'm Connery. trying to do, I'm trying to think of an Italian thing to say. Sco- I can't even do a Scottish This pepperoni pizza, it'll be great. Mamma mia, it'll be great. Oh my God. I love the Sean Connery sketches from the 90s. Oh, uh, Will Ferrell, fucking. What was his name? God Chris, damn. Uh, God damn. Yeah, this Chris. <laughs> the Jeopardy. Yeah, the yeah. Jeopardy. <laughs> I'll take anal bum covers. Yeah. <laughs> That's an album cover. The Rapist for 200. Yeah. That's Therapist. <laughs> I wanted to be in that writing room with just coming up with, with Jeopardy categories that Sean Connery could pronounce wrong. Yeah. That's like that's a that's a shit I live oh, in. Man. I love that shit. Oh, my brother, my Daryl Hammond. Daryl Hammond. Daryl yep. Hammond. Very good. Hell yeah. That guy. That guy who's. I was making this joke when I because I still watch Saturday Night Live because I'm apparently like to punish myself. But I like to do SNL. Daryl Hammond is the uh, is uh, for for the newer generation. He's the Keenan Thompson of the '90s. Oh yeah, he was on forever. Like forever, for just doing fucking yeah. like into Obama's second term, he was doing Clinton. Yeah, <laughs> I know, like, you're right. Yeah. He was on it for like, fucking oh, ever, fuck, dude. But like, he never had his like Will Ferrell moment. He had his thing where he was like, okay, he plays Bill Clinton, okay, he plays Sean Connery, and those were his things. But he never had like a yeah. He didn't have a Tim like Meadows. Yeah, yeah. Ladies, man. And I feel like Keenan yeah. went that went that way for a really long time, where he was just. You kind of forgot he was on SNL because they just put him in side characters. Yeah. Well, there, the other, well, there's so many people on the cast now. That's the first thing I noticed is that the, like the first fucking this is another way to make the show get through the hour is the cast is fucking ten minutes in the intro. Yeah. Yeah. But Bowen Yang is probably my favorite on that. And that I guy's on Bowen like Yang. that guy's on every fucking sketch. You know. Yeah, because yeah, he's like he he's he's job. clearly the talent. He's I the talent. did his podcast when he him and Matt Rogers um, has uh, they're the. Uh, the uh, culture uh, culturistas, 
uh, and they go through and do live shows called I Don't Think So, Honey, and then they take mm. local comedians from whatever city they're in to come up. And he wasn't on SNL at this point, so we were just like, oh, it's a paid gig, it's a The Vera Project, whatever. And so we got up on stage and got to do I Don't Think So, Honey, and they give you like a just a random word, and then you have to riff for five minutes on why it, like you just have to shit on it. Uh-huh. Um, so I think mine was like baseball stadiums or something like that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, me and all my friends did it, and then a year later he was on SNL. And no I was shit. like, what the fuck? We like hung out? Bo in the green with him. That's great. And Matt Rogers, too. He's doing a bunch of shit. He's on, um, he's on a ton of shows now. But, yeah, I was like, oh, man, I was close. Oh, I was yeah. close to a SNL cast member. That's cool. Yeah, he's one of my favorite newer characters. Oh, yeah. But Christian uh, McKenna uh, <coughs> is uh, just left, which is sad. She's one of the characters that has been there for a long time. Wait, which one? Christian McKenna. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. I know. Yeah, we lost A.D. Bryant. We lost... Uh, Pete, uh, Pete Davidson. Yeah, Pete. Yeah. He was on longer than I thought he would be. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't really been active in no. the last like season and a half, more or less. I do really love Chloe Fineman, who I feel like is... I, I don't want to say the new Kate McKinnon, because she's talented in her own right but she she is... Her impressions are fucking bonkers. She is great. She can do everybody. Yeah. And she's funny I, as hell. The, the really goofiness like factor that yeah. she can put in there is really nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So with that, I mean, have you ever been, have you ever had stage fright? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Especially if I haven't done it in a while. Um, I kind of always have it like right before, like just, I don't have it like all day and then about five minutes before I'll kind of get nervous and just yeah. feeling like, especially if I'm not feeling particularly, uh, show mode like yeah. if i'm you know like if had a long day or whatever i'm like oh i don't know how this is gonna go let's see whatever and then once i'm up there it totally goes away yeah unless i'm like bombing but even then like when you're in the middle of bombing you're like well this is all blackout it's anyway it'll be exactly fine right. yeah. yeah it's always like right before oh man i feel like that though with uh with teaching yoga yeah still, you know it's like, just that moment right before you go out it is you know and it's there's the different styles and with hatha it's more of a like it's a, a pre-calculated <laughs> like it's it's already figured out yeah. like you just go teach the class right with vinyasa you know we're we're figuring it out we're you know playing stuff ahead of time you yeah. know so there's shit that i want to do and right there's, you know playlist to make and all the shit so there's you know I wouldn't say psych myself up or out, but there are like times where I feel like very nervous going into Mm -hmm. these classes. But as soon as I start teaching, we get into it. Everything kind of goes away. Yeah. And, you know, a person told me a while back, uh, one of my uh, teacher trainers, uh, she said, you're nervous because you give a shit. Mm -hmm. You know, if you always walked in there just like brushing dirt off your shoulders, like, get the fuck off me. I'm about to do this thing. You know, you wouldn't. In the theater, we say, use it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 Work into it. So, I mean, that's what we're going to talk about today is fears, right? Yeah. You know, not necessarily all the things that we're afraid of, but just fears in general. Um, but, uh, you and know, we'll from, close out talking about the Mark Wahlberg fear movie. Yeah. We'll, fear we'll movie. So that. good, dude. God so damn. Good. That dog, <laughs> the, the dog's uh, fucking door scene. scene, man. Uh, Bush, Bush was prominent in that soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. That was a great one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 16 Stone. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, Good I dug that. The, that the fucking first album two great. albums were great. Oh, man. get out of here with that Razorblades. I like the second album. Dude, yeah. Razorblades suitcase sucked. Yeah. They had some hits, man. Dude, that, that, oh, I appreciated that text about you going to Goodwill and seeing Space Jam and Da Vinci Code. No, <gasps> not Space Jam. Um, it was Da Vinci Code and uh, Hootie. Hootie and the Blowfish. Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. my boy. Crack the review. Yes. This is a fucking You sent me a picture of it. Yeah. Yeah, so you texted me a picture of it. That's so right. I, uh, and so later that, uh, the other day, the next day, we were at a Value Village in Woodenville. And uh, and I was able to find Da Vinci Code right off the bat. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty uh, easy because it's, it's big. It's big. It's big. Yeah, you gotta uh, actually like look for Hootie. Yeah. yeah. Or Space and I Jam. was I was in the midst of working uh, looking for Hootie and uh, uh, Monica finished up and we had to leave. So I was like, God, damn. fuck. But I would have found it. They had a big CD section. I was only about halfway. Yeah, through. Dan. Yeah, yeah Dan. Right. He's like, yeah, it, Robin might be onto something yeah, on this one. Totally. Totally. See, like people don't really consume physical media the same way anymore. So I guess one of my fears is that I'm not gonna have jokes like that in ten years. Yeah. yeah. That's a pivot, man. I'm sure you, you could find new material to fucking make no. fun of and no, talk no, no. about. No. If Chaco, it ain't Chaco. broke, don't fix it. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. 
Uh, well, one of the fears that I have is, uh, and I don't know why I'm afraid of this, uh, but is is heights. Yeah. Um, yeah, heights, heights are mm-hmm. fucked up though. Yeah. Heights are fucked up. That's a pretty that's a pretty quote rational fear. Yeah, but I've been working on it. I've been working on it. I, uh, so I was in Alaska recently, and we did a. Um, uh, we went on a gondola ride, you know. Yeah, those clothes. are fucking, those are trippy. Ooh, glass man. bottoms? Yep, glass okay. bottom. And so, like, we, you know. And the wind. Up. I can't remember the, the, the yeah. height that we went up, but it was fucking high. And, uh, but I did okay. You know, mm-hmm. I was kicking it with the, well, we had a little four-year-old with us, you know, Luna. So I was kicking it with her. Monica and all the family were around and stuff. So I felt safe. Yeah. And uh, so that was cool. And then, like, two days later... Uh, I had an opportunity to go up into a, a small ass airplane. See, that's that. That's oh, more balls. That's <laughs> actually more. Saw balls. you like, post a picture of that. Yeah, I'm so like, proud well, I was, of I was you. Like, oh, motherfucker, did that. Yeah. I'm not afraid of flying, but those tiny planes. Yeah, make, you I, feel everything. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I jump. Like I, I've, I've been in a seaplane, but I did that like as a kid. Mm, okay. Yeah. Same kind of I've shit. Heard that's really, really intense because like. Just like You're the landing, landing on the water, the house, so right? it's very like against where you should be for landing. But see, see, but that's the thing is like. I was so young, I didn't really think anything of it. And that's, you know, that's the thing with uh, when we're young. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have those fears instilled. We haven't made that story, whatever it is, you know. So if we Shit can... kind of fucks with me now. I, I would do it, but yeah. it, it, you know, yeah. I wouldn't have been like, yay, let's fucking go. Yeah, yeah there are no fears I just did, like, my I've... normal voice when I do it. I just, <laughs> yeah. My balls still haven't dropped at 38. There are so many things that I was not afraid of as a kid that I developed fears as an adult because of those things. Like yeah. just hearing other people's stories or adopting, oh. you know, parents' fears of stuff. And like I was telling you right before we started about the when I was at the beach, like I was in San Diego this last weekend. Uh, and, I uh, love it. Yeah, it was fucking great. Did you go to Trailer Park after dark? No. Oh, damn it. We were in a Pacific Beach area, oh, okay. so not really like San Diego, but... Yeah. Um, but I, I hadn't gone boogie boarding since I was mm. like 10 and I just remembered the joy I had doing that. So I was like, Oh, we're going to have like an extra day without my grandma yeah. there. And I was like, I want to go boogie boarding. And the house we were staying at had a couple boogie boards and I was like, all right, fuck yeah, let's do it. And I go down there and I'm like ready to do it. And then as soon as I hit the beach, like this, the power of the waves, I just had forgotten how loud Undertow it was and, shit. and how uh-huh. strong it was. And it took me you know, 20, 30 minutes of going in at my ankles and then coming back out, going into my knees and then coming back out. But it, the chest feeling, I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to boogie board. Like I am so freaked out. And I remember having a conversation with myself in my brain of like, there are a, a sea of eight year olds around you just oh, having yeah. the time Fucking of their lives. Mind. This fear that you are having in yeah. your brain might not be real. And I and I remember just being like, if they can do it, I can do it, and I'll just make sure they're farther out than me. Yeah, you it's never just know. still fun. Like, like if something happens, fun. it'll happen to them first. And then I got in, and it was fine. I spent the whole day boogie boarding. It was great. But like, I had to have that Should conversation of like, oh, I had to break every ten minutes for sunscreen. Good for Good you. Like, because my skin was just. Well, you also have like fucking more tattoos. I bur- tattoos. well, yeah, the you tattoos. You have more tattoos than Uncle Jesse. But my, full but my house. face just and there's just That's nothing like worse than getting <laughs> on a plane sunburnt. So that was just oh, not yeah. going to be my life. Thing. So I, I was well, I very adamant you, about sunscreen. I think I told you guys about this on the other podcast when I got back from uh, Hawaii the last time before COVID and shit. I got so sunburned the first day, I, like fucked up and forgot. Or It'll ruin your whole trip, dude. Well, no, but the yeah. chick at the gas station goes, "What happened?" I'm like, oh, look, "You haven't seen." I told you that, right? She goes, "What happened?" I'm like, "You've, you've seen, seen a ginger exist You've seen in the a world? white fuck get sunburned before." Holy shit! Yeah, I'll take the spam musubis and yeah. whatever uh-huh. this this weird regional soda. Oh, I had a not sunburn, but one time I, I uh, flew with a fresh tattoo right on my stomach. Ooh! And uh, like day, uh, so my you're dad not supposed to do away. that, isn't that like a no go? Yeah. So yeah. my dad had passed away, and then the next day I got tattooed on my stomach, mm. and uh, then the next day I flew to Texas. And that's also one of the spots. Oh, like it's sucked. constant yeah. movement, oh, and put oof. your seatbelt on. Yeah, oh. right. It was like right there. Like, People just grazing so past yeah. you with their fucking oh. bags and buckles and it shit. Was, it was so painful. The whole experience from getting the tattoo to then flying like with people yeah. with like a belly all that rub. shit. It was Oof. like, it was horrible. But so, uh, what you did with the, uh, inching your way into the water. Yeah. Right. So that's like a classic, uh, a way that the therapists train people with uh, trauma responses right. to fear now. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so it takes spiders. So if you're afraid of spiders, 
sometimes they'll do it with MDMA or mm-hmm. some kind of like chemical assisted therapy, ketamine, something like that yeah. as well. Yeah, MDMA uh, will take the edge off quite a few yeah. of your fears. Well, that's, that's the idea. It's like when you remember, when you experience this thing now, you're not having those fear responses. Right. So that's one layer of it. But without that... Uh, one, uh, you know, they uh, say, you know, we were afraid of spiders, so they'll show you a picture of a spider, mm-hmm. measure your fear responses, take as long as you need to to get used to that, right? Yeah. And then from there, they'll bring in a spider in a cage yeah. and have that very far away from you and then mm-hmm. closer and closer and then open it up and then eventually you're holding it and you're not afraid <coughs> of spiders, right? Yeah. Um, so they're... Slightly more measured than uh, Maury Povich's lady who was afraid of cotton balls so then the cotton ball man came yeah. right down the stairs or the, pic- the, the poor pickle lady i always remember the pickle the lady aluminum foil i guy. still think of the pickle lady oh man but yeah like the start of the day i was literally having a panic in my chest and then cut to an hour and a half later i was breaching way like the waves like a whale just jumping over <laughs> having the most fun so all by myself so much so that a brand man you could just feel swayze next to you going great was, job yes Casey. i was i was the like blue crush, blue crush life i could do it and there was a guy just on the beach that went up to mandy who was sitting next to us and he was like that girl that you're with really likes the water because I was just out there <laughs> by my fucking self grown ass woman just having the time of my life but I had been looking forward to it so much that I just was not I was just not not gonna do it but I was freaking out for about half hour thinking that I might not be able to and I was like I'm gonna remember this moment the next time I'm scared about something because yeah. it worked out fine nothing bad happened and I had a great time yeah, you know, it's funny because when we first brought this up, is now I actually like know what the hell to say, quote unquote, on this one. But back in the day, I mean, quote, things that, quote, feared me or made me anxious a lot of times would always get like kind of buzzed. Not mm-hmm. necessarily drunk, but kind of buzzed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's just, just like now, you know, you know, and I'm, I'm wondering now, I mean, I was talking about skydiving yesterday and it's like, would I do that again? I didn't get fucked up before I did that, but I think right. I had a beer. Yeah. You right. know, before I drove to the place. For sure. You know, it's, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, huh. Yeah. You know, but this is the other thing is like, I I don't really know, quote, outside of the basic shit about fear, you know, heights Mm -hmm. and falling or whatever the fuck. Like, I don't really find myself putting myself in those situations anymore. Yeah. Well, and the things that, like, I feel like it's a lot easier for me to get over fears about things like heights or the ocean or being in open water or, you know, those like, like, fears around a certain object like I feel like it's easier for me to overcome a lot of my fears stuff are like emotional shit like I'm not gonna live up to my full potential I am not gonna get the validation I'm not gonna be like those are those are like those are my all day every day kind of fears that I haven't had my boogie boarding moment of zen quite to like yeah because I feel like there's even if you have a successful moment, like that fear in your brain is like, well, the next one ain't going to be like that. And you right. never know when it's coming or whatever. So I feel like that those are the ones that I, I struggle more with yeah. trying to overcome rather than just being like, okay, I got on a plane <laughs> and everything's fine. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, you know, when we have the opportunity to do work on ourselves, that's where the work like is the, the, the shining light yeah. is saying, Hey, that's something to work on those yeah. self narratives for sure. You know, that's one of the hardest things for us to get past. But we can also, you know, there's there's ways to use fear to our advantage, right? You mm-hmm. know, uh, so back in the back when medicine was snakes, literally like snake venom and stuff like that. Um, one of the things that medicine shamans and you know medicine folk back then would do is, uh, like, so somebody would come to them and say, you know, they're possessed or they have some illness or something like that, right? And so the medicine man or the shaman would take that person into like the pit of snakes, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, oh my God, okay, so whatever snake bites you is the venom that's going to cure you, right? And so and they would put that person in that cave that's full of snakes. That's pretty sad, right? See, and I'm then, not scared of snakes, but I would be scared of snakes right. in that decision. Yeah, so you're sick, yeah. you're not well, I don't like well. this Temple of Doom scenes. <laughs> well, and so here's like, the thing, right? So they, you know, the person would, you know, be freaked out, get bit by a snake, run back out to the shaman with the snake. And, um, okay, so now we're going to make a, a, you know, a serum from this snake venom and you're going to be just fine. And... A lot of times, you know, they were fine, right? Mm-hmm. But what's happening was it's not the snake venom that cured them. It's the fact they put them in a fucking intense situation. Yeah. They made them believe that this is what's going to work and this is what's going to happen. That placebo. And 
It's a placebo yeah. effect. Exactly. Yeah. We believe the stories that we are told, right? Yeah. We love stories. Humans love fucking stories, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they're told that story. And then back then, you know, you know no difference. You yeah. know, you're, you, you think the voice in your head's God, right? right? You, you know, really, you don't, don't know any difference. So, uh, so a lot of that, too, is like what stories are we telling ourselves that either hold us back or what stories are we telling ourselves that can change our entire fucking life just by the narrative that we change? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, you know, Facebook's Facebook and online's good for quote <clears throat> memes and one-line quotes of varying degrees of depth. But one of the ones that I actually did like was the, nobody sees you the way you see yourself. Yeah. Right. I'm like, oh fuck shit. Well, yeah. okay. Yep. I know that's like Heath Ledger as the Joker or whatever behind the fucking print, but yeah. that's yeah. a pretty deep one. Yeah. I've uh, I've kind of spiraled. I got really high one night and started thinking about being perceived just in general, mm, and fuck. I'm just like. What if the, the, the person that I think I am, nobody sees that person and they all see this version of me that I don't want them to see? And then I was just like, what? And just like yeah, you being perceived be, was you just be like the most Bruce mind Bruce Willis in Sixth Sense yeah. the entire time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I probably spent uh, two hours of a very, very intense mushroom journey uh, where I, uh, so whatever situation I was in, uh, so real quick backstory on that. I was uh, in a in a council of like elders with these like six or seven different like godlike creatures, and uh, and they were scolding me for for fucking up Earth. Ugh. Like apparently it was my job to keep Earth in check and Earth get all fucked up and Shit, so they're like yelling at me. And I'm like, were, did you eat? Like seven. Oh, uh, yeah, how long did that trip last? Uh, probably seven or eight hours. Okay, oh. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, oh. and so and I was trying to like push it back on them like. No, it's not my fault. You yeah. know, we're all in this together. You know, and uh, and then so my punishment was all of a sudden, boom! I came back to Adam that just ate seven and a half grams of fucking mushrooms, and I was no longer in the council of elders. I was half naked in my bedroom, or in my uh, living room, by myself. The dog looking at me funny. The doors were open in the house somehow, and it was raining outside. And I'm looking around, and it was probably three in the morning. And I'm like, no one's gonna ever be able to communicate with me ever again. I'm on my own. This yeah. is just my life. And I spent like two hours like that, yeah. like in this state of like, yes. holy fuck, like what the hell is going to happen? Like nobody, I can't, how am I going to? That's the kind of fear you know? that and like permeates my existence. It, and and it like, was, yeah. you know, but like, but so, but the thing is with, with those big intense journeys when we're on medicine, the thing that I've learned and that I've been taught and that, is, that I've, that I've, has worked for me every time is when you have those fears, you show love to it. Yeah. And you you find love and you experience the love. Like, so when there's the demons that come at you, uh, when there's the, uh, the 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 self doubt that comes at you, you know all that stuff, you show it love. But the interesting thing is, I only remember that when I'm on the fucking mushrooms. Like, right. yeah, I'll remember yes. that when I'm like right here in my yeah. house in a perfectly safe place, right. non chemically induced at all, yeah. in my spiral of self loathing about yes. what the fuck am I doing with my life? Yes. You know, yeah. and I can't just remember, hey Adam. Just love yourself. I know. You know? <laughs> that was literally like one of the things I wanted to like talk to you too about, like you specifically about, because like I felt like I had this huge moment of awakening, re you know, within the past couple of years. And I remember that sense of like peace and calm and alignment that happened and that clarity that happened. And then thinking like, oh, I can hold on to this forever. And then it's just slowly started to get harder to get back to that place. Mm -hmm. And the the fear and the anxiety and all that <coughs> shit is starting to creep in again easier than it than it was you know a year ago. Yeah. And then I just uh, like it's it's like defeating like mm -hmm. like I'm doing it wrong or I can't hold on to it or it's not sustainable or you know you get into those spirals of that self loathing and self doubt. It's like even when I thought I was at this really good place, I'm still back to where I don't want to be. Right. And it's just yeah. I, you know, so I have the word remember tattooed on my fingers. Yeah. I think one of the things that humans are, are cursed with is forgetful memories. Mm -hmm. um, somebody like Robin can remember the most random shit since like for decades, you know, but we forget how to manage our own emotions yeah. from day to day basis. Right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we live with them every single day. Yeah. But I think that's part of our work. We can't 
So okay, I can't manage my emotions at all. So yeah, I, I can't can remember. remember I, can't, I can't remember fucking cracked rear view by Hootie <laughs> and the Blowfish. Right. But yeah, that's yeah. where the real heart is. Unfortunately, is, it's not transferring to you know actually you know personal. Right. So okay. So take the take the story of the Buddha. Right. So the story of the Buddha is that Buddha sat under the Bodhi uh, Bodhi tree until he found enlightenment, mm-hmm. and he found enlightenment, found Nirvana. Said, "Hey, this is a cool space, but I'm gonna go back." And, and help other people find enlightenment, yeah. right? And that's the, uh, the idea of that is the bodhisattva. So mm-hmm. the bodhisattva is the person that has found enlightenment but wants to teach enlightenment, doesn't yeah. want to live in enlightenment. Right. So with that, um, we're constantly having to be, teach that, right? And so finding those moments, right? So you, a couple of years ago, found what could be considered an enlightenment moment for yeah. you, right? Um, coming back and in, in living here in this world that's full of stimuli, full of aggravation, full of anxiety, full of depression, our job with that is now continuing to find our way back to it. Yeah. And so understanding that um, these are all the triggers that you've identified that take you out of that, that, mm-hmm. um, that peaceful state, the stories that we tell ourselves, the, the negativities, and exactly. All, yeah. And when they start seeping in, that's the time when we have the opportunity to look at that and say, okay, so <clears throat> what are my peaceful practices to lean on to? How can I get out of this story? Identifying that it is a story yeah. and it's not true. Yeah. You know, the thing that, you know, in, 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 no matter who you've talked, who you talk to, like um, Ram Das was a really big uh, proponent of this is that, you know, like w- once you find enlightenment, doesn't mean you live there. You know, yeah. you, you still like it's like not a college degree. Like once yeah. you have it, it's yours forever. Right. You still have all your emotions. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes for uh, enlightenment is uh, before enlightenment, you chop wood and carry water. After enlightenment, you chop wood chop and carry, carry water. water. Yeah. It's just you still have to live your life. Right. Yeah. And so if you want, yes, you can find your enlightenment and go live in a cave away from everybody. And that's your nirvana. Right. right. But in, in whatever whatever sense you want to call it, whatever vocabulary word you want to use, you've chosen the Bodhisattva route and still progress in humanity. You know, yeah. you're still existing in this human existence. So, yeah. so there is going to be that constant push pull between it. You know? yeah, and the thing I always try to like keep in mind too, is that when I feel like I'm quote, like going back to where I was, I'm not because I'm aware of it happening now. And I'm, yeah. and I'm and the fact that I can identify it yeah. as, Oh, this is a thing that I probably wouldn't have been able to identify. It would yeah. have been really real. Like at least in my mind, I go, this is not something I want to be thinking. I felt better before I can feel better again. And even mm. at my, my lowest low now, like my fear is that I don't want to start back from ground zero, but there is the ground zero has moved up. Mm -hmm. So like my low now would have is still better than my lows five years ago. Right. So just keeping that in mind of like, I'm never going to be where I was because I'm constantly growing. Mm -hmm. Another thing to think about with that too, is uh, what, what I've personally experienced with my growth moments um, is that when I, especially when I have a big shift, uh, my uh, spiritual mentor and, and I've been working together for years and she basically told me that I've just experienced like a, a death of sorts mm-hmm. in my own personal being. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that's hard, you know, not not an ego death because we need our ego, but there's parts of me that have died away. Totally. That, the stories and the, some of the stuff I've been working on and that rebirth is happening. Um, and it's great and I feel good about that. But at the same time, I'm scared because the, the couple times that I've, that I've been aware of this happening for me, um, I have these moments that like, I, I go back through all of my emotions and I experience them all in some kind of way. And it's very traumatizing at times because there are emotions that I thought I used to have control over yeah. and understanding about and mm-hmm. all these things. But um, what I've kind of put together for myself is that, you know, with this new mentality that I have and what that, the, 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 the shift that I'm making, I have to understand how to utilize that. And so I have to experience all those emotions again. So depression, the anxiety, the happiness, the joy, the, the jealousy, the rage, you know, all yeah. this stuff. And it's not like I go around and I'm just like fucking yelling at people at the supermarket or something. Right. This is all like just internal Inside. stuff, <laughs> yeah. right? You know? Yeah. And, uh, and so, but you know, that's, I think that's part of, that's part of, I guess for, for our terms would be like the test of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So now you have this mentality, this understanding, this gift, this, whatever you've been working towards. 
how are you going to utilize it? Right. Let's let's see what's going on. Right. Because yeah. it's not sustainable to be in a happy, joyful, enlightened place for the rest of time. Right. Like there are going to be moments of sadness or whatever, but it's just like you said, like what you do in those moments and how you. And and I also feel like. Uh, big aha moments happen when I'm in those places rather than when I'm in the higher places. So when I'm feeling high and great and it's just like, Oh, yeah, life's great. You know, great. I see these little things start to happen and oh, this is wonderful. Life's but a like, Steve I'm not... Winwood song. At that <laughs> yeah. <time>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Like, Wish I could live yeah, that all the time. Yeah, I'm a Steve Winwood song. Like, yeah, but dude. like, it's the lower <laughs> moments that you're like really digging into like, why do I react this way? Why do I feel this way? Yeah. What is triggering me? So like, it, that's where the work is that yep. I kind of have to remember, but fuck man. Yeah. I'm just, ti- I'm tired of, tired of feeling that way, but I think I just need to be more okay with feeling that way. And then I'll, <laughs> it'll be less intense. Maybe. Right. Well, a lot of it too is, you know, if you believe that story so much, right. then change your story, you right. know? And so, but you know, so there's a book, uh, uh, love yourself like your life depends on it. Um, and the, 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 way this guy talks about it, Kamal Ravikant, um, is he talks about it like a record groove, right? So your, your story has been playing for how many ever years, 20, 30 years, right? Yeah. So that record, that groove, that needle groove in the record is fucking deep, yeah. right? And so when you change the story, that new groove is going to take a little while to get there, right? right? So, you know, eventually it goes back to that bigger, deeper groove, right? And you just mm-hmm. got to, okay, awareness, whatever you can become aware of it because yeah. we could be a day, it could be an hour, right? And then we come back to that new groove. But it's it's replacing and, and, and identifying what your new story is. Yeah. And so what he talks about and what what's worked for me is um, uh, he says, <clears throat> excuse me. So when you get into those moments, just stop what you're doing, right? And say uh, either in your head, <clears throat> if you're in front of a mirror, do it in front of a mirror. But says, uh, you know, look at yourself until it say, I love myself. Inhale, I love myself. Exhale, thank you. Yeah. You know, do that 10 times if you can, right? Yeah. And you're literally breaking that story. Well, I don't, I don't really think that. I think that's probably just good advice. Just any, just in yeah, general. I mean, I don't, do any of, I don't do any of that shit, but it's yeah. just like, oh, fuck. I mean, I think we could all probably just do that. Yeah. It, you know, and it is. It, it really, it does help, you know, and it's, 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 re, it's, it's a personal mantra, you know, yeah. and it can be whatever that is. But, you know, so having that, you know, having a, malas that we wear having the you know the rings or whatever it is you know a lot, a lot of these things are just to remind us of whatever mantra that it stands for yeah. right and so that new story that we're telling ourselves as soon as we figure out that like shit okay i'm in that loop of self-doubt and scarcity mode okay cool i'm not gonna shame myself for being there yep. i just understand i'm not gonna and now, beat up on myself because i'm myself. here thank you right. i love myself thank you yeah. you know and just kind of change that groove and see how that works um, sometimes counting down from 10 or five, you know, is good just to like immediately shift and to like delineate a stop of it, mm-hmm. you know, but we have to give ourselves grace because a lot of times this is like 30 year, like we said, 30 years of habitualness. Yeah. Right. It's not going to change take overnight. a little while to like, um, right. yeah. And the fact that you're, so you said, uh, you know, you'd hear yourself within this story and, and analyze it and be like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Right. That's a God, that's a huge fucking yeah, step. Yeah, that's, right? that's that's like that's like people go to fucking psychologists for years <laughs> to learn those skills. Like, yeah. like yeah. I, when when you said that shit, I'm like, fuck, man, good for you on your uh, introspection to have that kind of shit. Yeah, right? I mean, no, it's like it's it's a good reminder to hear that too because I feel like I've been on this journey alone kind of because mm-hmm. it is but give yourself like, some fucking credit exactly I guess, and i point. don't realize like how much progress i've made until maybe i talk to other people about it and they're like oh. damn or like or oh. don't give me more credit than i'm giving myself oh. yeah and because i'm the one living with me every day i'm like you need to be better about this you should know better and blah blah, blah. we're always the worst on ourselves yeah exactly yep, totally. so just like letting letting yourself off the hook yep is because you're in the only way I get moment, relief right? is letting myself off the hook. Yeah. Yeah. You got to. Yeah. Because your moment that you experienced years back is in, is being enacted right now because yeah. you're observing yourself in these moments right. instead of being caught in them. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's your work. Mm-hmm. Right. And then as you go through this work, however long it takes, the next work is you not actually having those thoughts because right. your awareness of them will let you change the story subconsciously and get that shit out of there. Yeah. I just did a, a couple of interviews with uh, uh, one with a hypnotherapist and one with a neurolinguistic programmer, mm. um, and they basically it's just using different stories to change the way we talk to ourselves and think about ourselves, and 
it's really fucking interesting. Well, it's crazy too because like truth is perception. Yeah. Because you could like even within this the same family, like my sister and I have completely different memories, experiences, feelings on the same oh, subject. Oh yeah, same story. So yeah. like when you are feeling a certain way and you feel like oh this is the reality remembering the it's the reality you're making because someone else could be in that same situation and this person did this to me it's right. like did you actually talk to that person about it and or, like, or like oh my fucking god i had no you know yeah. what i'm saying like, I w- yeah oh. like i didn't even i didn't take it that way or i yeah. you know like it didn't it, so reminding yourself in those moments that like perception is exactly where you can find peace too because it's just mm-hmm. taking it out of your own brain right that is looking at it on this one-way street. Yes, yes, and we are very one-sided with that street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you got to flip the Max L. <laughs> flip the Max L. Still talking about cassette tapes. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes I heard recently was, uh, "Perception is nine tenths of the flaw." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. I knew there was a perception quote out there somewhere. Uh, oh, man, dude. Yeah. Keep that one in my pocket. Yeah, it's a good one. Fucking really good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is, you know, and it, it's it is perception, you know, like it's like the way we learn, you know. We could sit next to each other in the same class, you know, from kindergarten through yeah. senior year and still have different experiences. Oh, yeah, totally. And there's just Sign some people in my family shit. who just like don't fear failure. They don't care about failing they'll try anything they don't care about looking stupid they don't care about what other people think and so like for for them they live a pretty like chill life because and yeah i I don't have that i don't have that that either but but it's true for them so why can't it be true for me why why can't i wear golf shirts every day (laughs) why can't i wear all white new balances yeah exactly I'm pop like your just, collar, man. Do yeah, whatever you want to do. Your well, that doesn't feel very good. I just never really liked Tommy that. Vibe. When I used waiting. to do it ironically, I didn't really like the feel of a popped collar, to be honest. Did you rock like an Abercrombie or Hollister oh, pop no, collar? Because no, no, that's a different vibe. I had to like buy collared shirts oh, when okay. I started working for this asshole. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Red Hook. No, I had a buddy that uh, would wear two polo shirts and pop both of his collars. Well, yeah. growing 90s, up, it was stuff. the inside. Oh, I guess it was two pop collars because I was like, one was popped on the inside and the other wasn't, but no. they were both well, yeah, popped. Well, he, yeah, two he different colors. A, two different colors. Yep. yep. He was a double popper. Yeah. A double, double popper. Double popper. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> two colors. Yeah, he was a double popper that man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So, uh, okay. So what about phobias? Phobias. Like, so, okay, so Fear Heights is a phobia, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like the movie ooh, Arachnophobia with John Goodman. Is there one Great for movie. is there one for being late? Because I have that. Okay. That's real for me. I want to peel my skin off if I think I'm going to be, like, five minutes late Are you something. always on time? There it is. Uh, early. Good for you. If not. But it's, it's like, I'll be so early, I'll sit in my car for half an hour. But if oh, I know I'm waste, there. You'll waste a lot of time. Yeah. Like, yeah. if I, like, mm-hmm. traveling, getting to the airport is very stressful for me. That's something I'm working on now. I'm just trying to, like, trust the flow. But, like, I want to be there four hours early because I just, there's too many variables. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I, I can't control it. I mean, and so yeah. it is a real anxiety inducer. But you're never late. Right. But, like, why so, am I so concerned with being late? Like, I get with traveling being late's stuff. shitty. But it's, I fucking hate it when people are late. I know, but don't you, don't you, like, I feel like the people that are late are, like, the least stressed individuals in life. Like, they don't care if they're pissing you off. my experience in restaurants, they're some of the shittiest people to work with in my entire life. They still life. have jobs, too. <laughs> That's the other thing, too. Like, I'm worried about getting fired for being late, and I'll have coworkers my oh, whole life. Oh, these people give yeah. zero folks, they sorry, can, and they're I forgot with, my phone. And they're getting paid the same as I am. <laughs> no, you didn't. Except I'm having a heart attack over it because I don't want my manager to be mad at me, or I don't want the friends I'm meeting up to be irritated, or but I give up my own peace Chilling to do in that. the car for like a right. half hour. Yes, yeah. I will sit in my car in a parking lot for half an hour just to make sure that I, if it makes, you know, I might be late, but I'd rather be early sitting in my car for half an hour. Yeah, like, that's, that's insane. Well, there's, okay, so there's a couple ways see, we insane, can look so you gotta, at that. you can't frame it well, like that. Well, you're right. It is right. something that I deal with. And, and, and see, see, like right at. there, as we sit there and talk about <laughs> yeah. this shit. I mean, I'll be the first one to be like, okay, it is unnecessary. squirrel's cheeks in October, this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, it's an unnecessary behavior that does not serve me always that yeah. I would like to change. Yeah, but it's rooted in in my mind a good kind of thing. It's just yeah. it's how do you, how do you fight, how do you counter out that balance? Right. And my my immediate fear would be you're going to be late to some shit, and then it's just like how fucking bad would that be? Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? You know, like is that 
is that payoff? Can you replace it that with another yes. better than you just having a fucking sandwich and playing Pokemon Go in the parking right. lot for 28 minutes because uh-huh. you got there way too fucking early? Yeah. Well, I don't see, know. Okay, so that's okay. So that's the point I was going to bring up is a couple of ways to look at that, right? You could want to try to work on it and say, I'm going to, why am I so early? I'm going to try to be there just 10 minutes early and just like yeah. stop with the anxiety. Yeah. Or the other one could be, Enjoy the time you get there early right. and stop that story of guilting yourself. Yeah. Like, why am I always fucking so early? Yeah. And yeah, like have a good time with that. Like mm-hmm. take a book, read a book there, you know, because meditate in the car. Whatever. Right, exactly. Yeah. My buddy. So my buddy, Jeff, I never really uh, have enough time. I'm never late, but I never have enough time. Oh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 My buddy, Jeff told me one time uh, when we were, uh, I uh, was going to Australia for a vacation with an ex uh, girlfriend at the time. And, um, and I was trying to figure out like how I'm going to work. Cause this is the first time I was away from uh, this new job and it was in a different fucking country. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, and he told me, he was like, well, if you're worried about working, choose when you're going to work and don't guilt yourself about it. Like if, if you're, if your girlfriend sleeps until 10, wake up at six or seven, get all the work done you need to get done. So you're not taking up your time with her. Right. Then she wakes up, you have your time together and there you go. You get the stuff done. Again, perspective. Exactly. It's like you're guilting yourself for doing the thing that you know that you feel better about doing. Yeah. If you don't do this, you're going to be thinking about it all day and it's going to work ruin the the trip that you have. And the rest of the day. Exactly. Right. right? So, so it's like, you have a lot of shitty food to eat in Australia. Ah, there's a lot of meat pies. Yeah, yeah, a lot of meat, meat pies. pies. I'll, say, I'll tell you, the food in New Zealand, it was weak as fuck, but I understand <laughs> Australia is considerably larger. I got a, uh, what was it? I think it was a Frappuccino. So I went, uh, so uh, Esther Ooh. and I went. Well, okay, so you know, she's like, you want to get a Frappuccino? I'm like, yeah, why not? I'll get a Frappuccino. This woman comes back out with this bowl of ice cream with a little bit of coffee poured on top of yes. it. Yes. I'm like, what is that? And she's like, this is a Frappuccino in Australia. <laughs> so literally, it's like a little bit like a. Yeah, totally. Well, I, like I, a so whole I, bowl of ice cream with fucking coffee. I had an affogato the other Stop day, and that's never. literally a shot yeah. of espresso and like a small scoop of gelato. Like a small scoop of gelato. Yeah, no, no, this was like, this would have put like a diabetic. This, so this in was like shock, the maraschino you know? cherry of fucking coffee on yeah. top of a fucking banana split of ice cream. Yeah, it was huge it was great okay. yeah that's that how i breakfast. feel when i go to the yeah. airport i'm like if Did i'm there for breakfast yeah good for you oh, love it. like what vacation like that's I was... basically what a frappuccino is well i was it's ice cream i just serve it in a straw on tiktok was like yeah i'm making some fucking adult as adult milkshake at 6 a.m truly like, it's like holy shit. I don't hate on people getting frappuccinos, but when I would work the opening shift at Starbucks and someone would come through you the drive-thru. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. If someone comes through the drive-thru right at 5.30 when I we open. I never worked in the morning. Chocolate chip Like you're, gonna, you're just going to sledgehammer with fucking like a, like a milkshake, like a fucking a 40. They don't even have coffee in them. Yeah. The, the strawberry ones, the, there's a milk-based one and there's yeah, a coffee-based yeah, the, the, one. Yeah, the, so the strawberry the, the is just a strawberry milkshake. And the strawberry one is just a milkshake. So all those are just milkshakes. And people get them at 5.30 in the morning. I'm like, they don't even have coffee in them. Do they think they're healthy? I don't. I think no, they just think they taste no, good. Vinti's. No, like, shit tastes grown good. Men. Shit tastes good. I mean, it's great. I love a chai frappuccino. Those are great. But see, this is the thing is like, you know, for me, it's like no, no shame in people's game for that. I'm a slighter individual, but it's like. Yeah, sure. For, for like. For me, it's like only on vacation can I fucks with like ice cream at like one or like before like two p.m. I can't eat until noon, basically. Well, no, I mean I, 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 I usually, fu- I usually fuck off food. breakfast anyway and do yeah, an early lunch or a lunch same. or whatever. But I'm, the same way. I'm just saying, like I can't just go smash fucking ice cream. No. Like that's that's like vacation shit. That's not you know, like that frappuccino. You were on vacation. That's a vacation. No, yeah. Like it's just like I can't. Like I I fucking am always down to smash a waffle cone, but that is like only. Yeah. On vacation. Yeah. Like beignets in New Orleans at sure. 7 in the morning. Oh, yeah, I was so fucked totally. up when I got beignets at like 5.30 in the morning. Just like, oh, God. God those yeah. Are so just dunking that, that in the coffee. Holy right. yeah. shit. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, my mom, I talked to her today. She <sighs> said that she's afraid of car washes. <gasps> oh, I, dude, intense. I get high as fuck in those. I, I, well, actually, not really, but I'll hit the vape pen in the car. Like, yeah. I always, back in the day, we'd always, like, make sure to, like, do bong hits and shit in the, in the car yeah, wash. right. And now it's just like, okay, well, I'll just do this now. Well, I'm so, not afraid of car washes, I but love that I, shit. I still get a little nervous in the middle part because it gets very loud. It does. And it's it like... It starts to shake uh, a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, am I still on the track? So I, I get... That's, that's a real... I like that that's shit. Real. Your, yeah. mom, your mom doesn't vibe with the car washes. No, she doesn't vibe with the car washes. Yeah. But, uh, so... 
back in our day, uh, we used to. Uh, so my buddy had a suburban, and we would sit in there and smoke weed big. during the fucking uh, during the it's car wash. Show. It was great, and it was like wood grain had the, the 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 runway lights and shit. It was really dope. And we would all like sit there and smoke blunts during the car wash. And then by the car time it was like thirty seconds long, uh, it was like a minute and a half, two minutes. We're like hot boxing in there, and uh, and so uh, put them out right when it was done. And when the blowers were come on, we'd roll all the windows oh, down. Oh, so smart! Blow all the smoke that out. is so smart. It was great. It was great. Yeah. Well, growing up in Arizona, the car washes. Yeah. First You're of blowing all, my fucking mind that right is now. So smart. Yeah. That is so smart. That's so goddamn you get loud. New though. car smell it was on really top of loud. it. Yeah, it was really loud. And the first time we did it, Probably we didn't make sure amazing. there wasn't well, like so, free debris, and like and shit was blown everywhere. Like, oh down. shit! Like and this, this is actually now me being killjoy and shit. That's probably extremely hard on power windows and shit. Rolling those down, you just gotta time it. Well, no, I mean if this suburban, you probably fucking crank no, that. No, they're shit. power windows. Uh, oh, that was a nice like, one. Yeah. Having having had to get those replaced in two cars, those are a pain in the ass and yeah. expensive. Well, you take your Debbie Downer somewhere else. We were just fine. Fuck you. <laughs> they wouldn't let us stay in the car in Arizona. Did oh, that's probably because some asshole fucked that up for you in that entire state. Well, some asshole fucking thought that was the you know Le Mans twenty four hour. The car washes up here are different. They first of all, the, any car wash in Arizona, maybe because you get. 365 sun maybe that's why they're always open and they're huge and you do not clean your own car so you pay to have it taken through you can't sit in it and then someone takes 10 minutes to vacuum out your car to shampoo it to like to do that the only place that i found here it cost a thousand like thousands of dollars to have your car detailed and you could just do it in 40 minutes in arizona and that was just part of the car wash deal and i didn't realize that like all the car washes down here are all self-wash so my car just doesn't get clean. Yeah. <laughs> there is one in Kirkland, Rose Hill area that is like that. Yeah. Elephant is like Pink Elephant. When okay, that was open, yeah. that was kind of like that. But but yeah, they run more like Pink Elephant than so uh I've been the in the ones that you drive yeah. through where you go on the conveyor. Where, and that's the one we're all talking about. Yeah. Where you guys have been the ones. I've never been in the ones, and I've only seen them on movies and shit, where you just park your car, and then the machine just moves around <gasps> you. Yes, you know what I've I'm been talking in about? one of those, yes. You know what I'm talking about? It's like a huge... Yeah. The car like, wash moves, not the car. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I don't think I've been in one of those. Yeah. Oh, They're high tech. Yeah. High tech. That was one of my favorite things when I was a kid. We had one of those, like you were talking about, where you'd drive up and you'd give them the keys and then yeah. they would take it and you'd watch it go through. Yes. And they had like a little gift shop. That's where all the funny cards were. Oh, so yeah. we got all of our stock on funny Magnets cards. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, this, see, that's some good that's some good old fashioned South shit. Let's go with the Bay Breeze package. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the smells. Afraid of car washes. Yeah. What's your phobia, Robin? Well, I mean, I mean, that's have, a, a, well, no, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I think of the shit that see. Well, first of all, I don't really find myself in situations to scare me anymore. But most of the time, it's just most of that rational shit. Like yeah. I, I will every time I'm on the fucking chairlift go, yeah. If I if I lean over, I'm fucked. Yeah. Like I'm at least like very very hurt, if not fucked. You know, just when entertaining get, those ideas, and you know, but and they I, don't I, I can't ever you. shut that shit down. Like I'm perfectly fine flying, even even not drinking anymore. I was like, oh, let's see how that is. You know, yeah. that wasn't a thing. I just like getting fucked up. That yeah. that that was the yeah. thing. Yeah, I was like, oh no, 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 it's okay, plane. Robin. You still enjoy all this shit. It's just you're just not doing it just shit faced all the time. Yeah, you remember this stuff now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like you know, I think about that shit. I mean, you just told me you had that fucking emergency landing and yeah. shit. But we it's got just free like, booze on that flight. I'll tell you something. But but that's the thing is like you know, take off and landing. Is when all the bad shit happens and yep. takeoff is the one that you got to be really concerned about because if shit, shit if shit goes wrong it's like okay you're a thousand feet off the ground it's like okay we're gonna just crash into whatever the fuck's right there let me tell you something <laughs> you know, i have like, never i have always but I, i'm worried about that kind of shit the very rational linear shit my therapist calls that catastrophizing uh yeah uh, worst case scenario yeah, which yeah. i I'm, i was also am and was very good at but when that that shit happened uh when we flew out and the wing basically like came off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised at how calm pretty much everybody was, oh. and myself included, because I was like, 
if we're going down, we're going, like, there's literally nothing we can do about oh. it. Mandy was still reading her book. Like, she was the one that was, like, right by the window. <laughs> she was still reading her fucking book. And I was like, tell me what's going on. She's like, do you really, like, there's nothing we can do. Like, ever, we're on, we're oh. on our way back to the ground. So, like, we'll we'll make it or we won't. Did, did, and it's just like, did all I right. Did I show you cool. that video all on right. Reddit of, like, it's everyone copes with plane malfunctions in different ways. And it's like, you know, obviously the plane's, like, shaking and stuff. And it shows all these people holding hands in a prior circle. And this guy right in front of the guy who's filming it, you just see a fucking duty-free bottle of Woodford Reserve, and he just fucking yep. cha-choom. <laughs> you can see the bubbles just yeah. slamming. <laughs> Hitting you the know? bottom it's of it. Just like, fucking let's go. Well, Mandy and I were in the aisle. Like, we, were, we had aisle seats right next to each other, and two of the girls next to me, they were, like, in high school, and then the mom and her son, so it was, like, the mom and all three of her kids were in our row. Mm-hmm. That uh-huh. mom was freaking the fuck out like and i, I can yeah. imagine like her whole oh, fa- yeah. family's on the flight and she was about the only one that was panicked everyone around us the guys in front of us both of them were like pilots and so they're like also had kids but they're like the pilot's doing what he can yep. and mandy's reading her book and so i just kind of sat there and i was just like well did yeah, you have your headphones in I did, yeah. I was what were you listening, listening to a podcast? I was I was watching a movie because it was on Ooh. Alaska, so they had the go-go in-flight. So what was I watching? Oh, God. Oh, you know what? I was watching Glory Conspiracy Theory. Gina Davis. Conspiracy Theory. Fucking Mel Gibson. Fucking love it. Melly G. I love it. Yeah, I just started it, and I was like, God damn it. That's great. You know, it's like that crowd mentality. Like, if enough people act a certain way, then everybody else is like, well, I guess it's fine. Nobody, people were taking pictures of it, but, like, no one was freaked out cool the mom was kind of upset obviously but she was holding it in yeah. like she was crying a little bit yeah. but everybody was calm as fuck even the flight attendant like i was like did she understand what we said to her because she was like oh I'll go tell the pilot like the pilot should probably know about it first of all <laughs> pilot but rolls it, out the window yeah adjust the rear i guess we'll circle back <laughs> it was fucking crazy Oh, that whole airplane moment. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Fucking hell. Well, all right. Anything else on fear? Mm. Chickens, not not birds scare me. I mean, I'm bit. not a huge really? fan of spiders, to be honest. I'm never just like, oh, great. There's a spider crawling on my fucking white wall. I just see a black spider yeah, on the wall. Yeah, if one's on me, I'm going to scream a little bit. Oh. Yeah. Are, you a, are you a catch and release or are you a smash? So, no, I've got I've got a very pronounced, you know, I, I do not destruct life outside the threshold of my house. But, like, yeah. I've watched insects, like, especially spiders, I watch them, like, I open the door, I'm like, dude, you just walked in. Now, now, <laughs> now, it's, now, now, on. now you got to go. You got to go <laughs> and it's not going to be go. nice. I ain't going to be nice. I was kind of, I know we got to end this, but I was hoping we could talk about that Mark Wahlberg movie. Oh, let's, oh, do it, let's button it. Yeah. Here we go. That, I totally, for, I, <laughs> that's I, it, that's it. I had totally forgotten about that movie until y'all brought it up. And I just, I, I remember how terrified I was of his character. Yeah. That, yeah, that last scene where everyone's movie went in. on to be like the fucking head guy in CSI. Yeah, and oh, Amy sure, Brenneman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The mom? Yeah. Oh, she looked good in that movie. Yeah, she still looks great. She was judging Amy, if you remember yes. that. And yes, she was. She's in a ton of shit now. But she's fuck. That she's, was a springboard for everybody in yes, that movie. Yes, it was. Yeah. Everybody in Except that Except for the brother. I never saw him again, or the dog. Or the dog. The dog. Yeah. yeah, well, the well, dog I suppose, I suppose, Oh, shit. Alyssa uh, Milano. Fuck, I was just going to say Alyssa Milano. Reese yeah. Witherspoon. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, Milano. I would say, honestly, the only one who didn't trend up would have been Alyssa Milano. Uh, no, because then she went on to do, like, Charmed and all oh, that yeah. other yeah. shit. Like, well, no. she chose to step back, yeah. from what I understand. Yeah, and, yeah, she's got a bunch of shit. Yeah. I yeah. saw her in her interview, and she was like, I realized that, I mean, she's like, I like acting, but I realized that acting gave me a platform to do what I really wanted to do. So she just, like, got famous enough for her so she could, like, do the activism she wanted to do. Good mm. for her. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. And I was like, hey, yeah, so, I respect I mean, the fuck out of that. Oh, I yeah. guess who else was in that movie? I guess the other bad guy that hung out with Mark Wahlberg, his roommate. I don't know what he oh, was. Oh, the, the bearded guy. The bearded or, no, guy. Yeah, the guy. Yeah, the guy yeah, who yeah. was. The guy who was uh, banging Alyssa Milano in that movie. Okay. And then the yeah. the friends who they beat up in the woods. Watching oh, him run after people the, really freaked me out. Oh, like yeah, running Mark, in the woods. I just love that scene of him punching himself in the chest where he's yes! like, he gets in the argument in the and then the dad drives away and he's Ooh. fucking sitting there punching himself. He's like, the oh. roller coaster scene was a culture reset for me. It's the first time I ever saw anybody got fingered on film. Yeah, it's, okay. that's unfortunate because that uh, one that there's, you know, well, actually, I think that was probably my first Wild film fingering as well. Horses. No, that'd be, but that, oh, yeah, with Couldn't like what? 
Is that like Amy Mann covering uh, yeah, Wild Horses? It might be, but not, that's all I think of when I hear that song. And I've heard it fun since forest. then. And I just that think, was like, the old, ah, that, was the old that was the old fun <laughs> forest. That was, at, that was at the Seattle Center. Was it really? That roller coaster and shit. There used to be a very shitty carnival where the Museum of Pop Culture is. That's where that was filmed. Oh, the infamous, The infamous fingering scene from Fear. Wow. <laughs> History made. The fear the, fingering the, film. The fear. <laughs> hey, is this where fear got fingered? Okay, very good. Oh my god! Next time I go to EMP, I'm gonna look at that different. Oh no, shit! Fuck. Yeah, no, the entire like it was just in that main kind of promenade in between, like where the the EMP or the Mopop is on your way to like all that shit. There yeah. used to be like, you know, that fucking that weird looking clown thing where you throw the balls at him. You got to oh, knock yeah. all the balls. Oh yeah, knock them all like, down. Yeah, just like. Whoever the fuck decided that like, that was going to be the only clown design to like not. I mean, obviously we the get frayed, the game. red hair yeah, all the way exactly. up in like the like, figure eight shape. I mean, I suppose when I see that thing, I'm like, oh, I just want to throw a softball at you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. fuck that clown. It's a trauma response. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but that dog scene with the dog head coming through the dog door—that's yes, fucking... that that I think Ooh. was probably the scariest well, scene so, for me. Yeah, because I tried watching that actually probably pretty recently maybe like six months ago and okay. i just remember like they the, the fucking family lived in an amazing house and i don't really i don't house, think they yeah. actually like really filmed mo- that kind of shit in seattle area because i was trying to figure out where the fuck they filmed Vancouver, that shit maybe you know because he's like he's like jogging there. in a nature preserve and shit yeah. like, it might have been like woodby island or something yeah shit. I yeah f- i feel like uh, it got um, it might have been bc yeah. that's a good guess yeah. that's a good guess a lot of shit's filmed in canada and vancouver bc instead in seattle because it looks the same Right, Mr. Walker. A- Mr. Walker. Yeah, I have a home, Mr. Walker. Yeah, that's what I remember him saying all the time. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Mr. Walker. That's a man who's turned himself around. He probably yeah, he's all right with himself. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's the, you know, he uh, uh, from my understand. Well, I, this is probably just a rumor, but unsubstantiated rumor. But I heard he has a like a attempted murder charge. Oh, very him. much like yeah. hate, hate crime shit. Yeah, Back like yeah. Ag- yeah. Ag- agro assault. I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. I think he's just you know. He's a young Boston He's kid. He's a young I Boston believe, kid of a certain generation. Not, not, yeah. I believe he also has a third nipple. Does he? I realized uh, Harry Styles got four. Yeah, four. I heard yeah. about that, yeah. Good for yeah. him. Quad, huh? I feel like yeah. that's uh, like some kind cat. of luck in some cultures, right? Like having yeah. more than one nipple. I learned that from friends, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chandler with a third nipple. He's lucky in some cultures. <laughs> Don't uh, like David Schwimmer. Are you afraid of David Schwimmer? Ooh, am I afraid of? Do you have a David Schwimmer phobia? No, I don't. Okay. Do you ever see the movie Breast Men with David? <laughs> I was Schwimmer? literally just kicking out my brain. Breast Men. The no. only it's just, I, I believe it's like a docudrama movie about plastic surgery. About right? about the guys who invented breast implants. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's a true story or inspired by true events or whatever, but David Schwimmer and. Uh, the guy who was one of the bad guys on the first Born Identity movie, oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Chris Cooper or whatever, mm-hmm. is in Sea Biscuit. <laughs> oh, sick yeah, yeah, drop. yeah, fuck. Sick drop on this. That that is. Yeah, that's all, the guy, all kinds of drops. That's all kinds of drops. The bad guy, one of the bad guys. <laughs> Did you see David Schwimmer play Rob Kardashian in the American Crime Story? No, I haven't watched the OJ thing. I just, I had, I, when I parsed out, I had the option of watching the ESPN documentary about OJ or watching the David Schwimmer, Cuba Gooding Jr., OJ. It's worth watching. That's and I was like, good. okay, I'm going to give it yeah. like 12 hours. And the thing, both are good. As a Sarah Paulson advocate, it is worth watching because Who's Sarah it's all. Sarah Paulson. Oh my God. We have to end the podcast right now. Yeah. Um, she, she's, uh, she's, uh, she's an actress. She's in a relationship with Holland Taylor. Who, Who's that? Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Bosom Buddies. Don't no? know what that she, is. Have you seen Romancing the Stone? No. Romancing the Stone, like the fucking movie from like 1988? She is a... Uh, she was also on The Practice. I remember The Practice. If you saw her face... Uh, you'd be just as frustrated with Adam if he was vocal on this mic. He doesn't know any of these fucking... Uh, anyway. Yeah. Adam's like, oh, yeah, Sarah Robin. Paulson I heard is... Romancing the Stone. I went to Romancing the Bone and right Romancing away, the and Bone. I'm like, uh, huh. uh, she is this generation's Meryl Streep. Like, she's just a very talented actress, and she plays Marsha Clark in that. Oh, and Marcia the Clark. kind of the view of it is more out of the female lens rather than from, like, the OJ lens. So you get a a different view of how America viewed Marshall Clark during that entire thing and like the hair and whatever. Interesting. Um, here, this is what Holland Taylor looks like. You know who Holland Taylor is, right? 
Uh, yes, but I... She was a professor in Legally Blonde as well? I haven't seen any of that shit. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Sarah Paulson any... is this tattoo on my leg. She was on Coven. I mean, this is this is this is all like even that's not common knowledge. I know uh, this tattoo on my leg. You she's, point. She's to a lesbian staple. Sarah Paulson no- is a lesbian staple. Oh, is she a lesbian? Yeah, she's in a relationship with Holland Taylor, who's like thirty years her senior. So it like broke the broke the lesbian community because we all have. Well, dude. Our okay. Well, mom who's issues. who's who's? Uh, huh? Oh, oh, really? Because like lesbians have mom issues. A lot of us do, yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. So like. Oh fuck! Well, like, I didn't even know that. Women. Did you know that shit? Oh, I didn't even think about yeah. any of this stuff. I didn't think about any of this stuff. There's a reason why but... I married someone 13 years my senior. Oh shit. Well, okay. So what about uh, who? Uh, Ian McClellan's got to have a man who's got to be younger than him. I mean, he's old as fuck. Like you got to imagine. He fucks. He. he I don't think he holds oh, on know, anything. Oh, you know, you know, Gandalf fucks. My <laughs> point Gandalf is fucks for sure. My point is, I think he is plays like, it. I, I, my point is, is he's got to be eighty, and that guy's probably not bopping a seventy-two-year-old. I feel like gay, like uh, gay men and lesbian relationships vary a little bit with the emotional attachment. There's a reason why, like, there's a stereotype of like U-Haul lesbians. Like, we move in, like, after a week with dating each other because we just get like Holy emotionally shit. attached because it's two women. Adam, please tell me you have not U-Haul heard of any of these. You haven't heard of any of this. Okay, so the next, next episode that we do, I'm just lesbian gonna stuff. lesbian stuff. Lesbians. Yeah, awesome. dude, I'm we might just need to cut ass. at this one and just we'll just start with bound and yeah. just go from there. You've never heard like of U-Haul lesbians? No, none of that. Oh my oh, god. All right, so okay, so we need to start a base. Awesome. Base base camp then. Okay. Lesbian 101 is next. Lesbian 101 brought to you by Kinsey. That's next episode. Can't wait. Holy shit. I'm gonna come with all of the lesbian okay, icons so that I'm you need to know. Okay, so I'm going to go out of my way to not talk about, like, not, in, like, learn anything about lesbians No, next don't do week. anything. Like, Come like, clean slate. You know, not even Come with a lesbian porno. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Just one dick and one vagina. That's it. Until Good luck finding week. that. Good luck finding that. Good luck. All right. I'm oh, my excited. God. Now I'm excited. Great. Yeah.